0: Do the New Orleans Saints have what it takes to pry Russell Wilson away from the Seattle Seahawks other possible quarterback trade targets and Sean Payton up for a new job? He's not the only one. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints.
1: You are Locked on Saints. Your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: What is good Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this Friday episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks as always for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. And do not forget that we are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, NOLA on Twitter, USA Today's Saints wire locked on NFL and here with you every single Monday through Friday of locked on Saints. We're going to get to that change here in a little bit, but I'm not the only thing that's, uh, you know, got a little bit of change going on right now. There's also, of course, the New Orleans Saints who have basically got their coaching staff in order with the exception of a strength and conditioning coach, but that will hopefully be solved sooner rather than later, but instead the New Orleans Saints' next priority should be the quarterback spot. Now, you've heard me talk time and time again about Jameis Winston and how I believe that he will very likely be the guy next season, but there are other options out there, and we should continue to explore all of the other options that are out there as we go through the offseason because you can't bank on one thing and one thing only happening if you're the New Orleans Saints, and that's why the New Orleans Saints should try to trade for Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. Now we're getting a little bit of help in this, uh, sort of breakdown of the potential trade from our good friend Corbin Smith at Corbin Smith NFL on Twitter. You can find him over at locked on Seahawks. Here's what he had to say to sort of introduce us to what it would take to get Russell Wilson out from Seattle, whether or not Russell Wilson actually wants to leave Seattle and the big piece that the Saints might be missing in order to make it happen if he does.
1: Let's talk about it. We'll get some help here from Corbin. For a second straight offseason, plenty of speculation out there about Russell Wilson's future with the Seahawks. Will he be back in the Pacific Northwest in 2022, or will he take his talents to another destination? A number of teams have been linked to Wilson so far this offseason. The Washington Commanders, Denver Broncos, as well as the New Orleans Saints and a number of other teams What's it going to take for somebody to be able to acquire Russell Wilson? This isn't necessarily going to fire up other fan bases, but in order to make a deal work, the Seahawks are not in a position where they are wanting to rebuild. Pete Carroll is going to be 71 years old this next season. John Schneider is now going to be in his 13th year as general manager. They have a lot of pieces on both sides of the football they feel can help them contend in the NFC West despite finishing 7-10 and 10 last season. There's still belief that this team can – bounce back and be a contender, not only in the division, but in the conference trying to get back to the Super Bowl in 2022. So they're not going to be trading away Russell Wilson for a bag of peanuts. They're not going to be trading him away for just a couple of first-round picks either. They need to have a proven quarterback back in return. And so for teams like the Washington Commanders and the Denver Broncos, it is going to be very difficult for them to come up with an offer that is going to draw much interest From John Schneider. He is not going to be trading away Wilson and taking on Taylor Heineke or Drew Locke or if the Broncos re sign Teddy Bridgewater. Those are not the type of quarterbacks that they're going to be making this trade for, and this is not a great quarterback draft class either. So ultimately, it's going to be very difficult for any team to come up with a deal that's good enough to bring in Russell Wilson. And based on what I've been told, number three wants to stay in Seattle. That is his preference. He's looked at other options, Teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could be intriguing, but again, what kind of package are the Buccaneers going to be able to provide that is going to be sufficient enough for John Schneider to trade away the best quarterback the Seahawks have had in their franchise, a player that's still in the prime of his career? I don't see it. I don't see any of those teams being able to put together a package with multiple first-round picks and a proven quarterback. If there's a team out there that might be able to throw together a deal The Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr has been a top 15, arguably top 10 quarterback at times in his NFL career. If the Raiders were willing to put together a package with multiple first round picks and Derek Carr and the Seahawks were actually open to making a move, Russell Wilson signed off on it, waived his no trade clause. That might be the one team out there that could make sense. But at the end of the day, very few of these other teams that are looking to get Russell Wilson, there's a reason they want Russell Wilson. They don't have an established quarterback that is a franchise caliber QB and the Seahawks are going to want that type of player back in return to jettison Russell Wilson to ensure that they remain competitive. There just aren't very many options out there that check off that box.
0: Okay, so there should be three standout pieces to you from Corbin's video there. The first of which, of course, is that bald is beautiful, right? Here we go. Rocking it. We got it. Shout out to my bald brother, Corbin Smith. Second one should be simple. Uh, that the Seattle Seahawks would want a proven quarterback back in exchange for Russell Wilson because they're not interested in the rebuild. Pete, yeah, Pete Carroll's age was referenced. How close this team can be, of course, is always going to be referenced because Seattle tends to be, I know last year was kind of the exception, but Seattle tends to be one of the best teams in the NFC. And right now the NFC is absolutely wide open regardless of what happens or doesn't happen with Aaron Rodgers and Sean McVay and Aaron Donald and all those other guys. Every team in the NFC should see themselves as a possible NFC championship team going into next season, considering all the things and the way that the landscape has already shifted so much. And that makes a ton of sense. So let's, let's hang there for a second. The New Orleans Saints, do they have a quarterback that would be, or access to a quarterback that would be somewhat, let's say, interesting to the Seattle Seahawks? And the only one that would make sense is sort of a sign and trade type of situation with Jameis Winston. Now, my good friend, our good friend of the show here, Maddie Hudak, she broke the same thing down last year about the idea of a sign-and-trade starring Jameis Winston, featuring Jameis Winston, heading to Seattle for Russell Wilson. Now, is Jameis Winston, though, the quarterback that the Seattle Seahawks would say, yes, we can win with, and we're willing to invest the time there? I don't know. They would have to figure that out. But Teddy Bridgewater is definitely not that guy. Uh, Taylor Heineke is definitely not that guy. Therefore, Taysom Hill won't be that guy. And so Jameis is really the only piece that you can look at and say, okay, yeah, maybe they could send Jameis if they sign and trade him. But to me, if you're going to sign Jameis, then just sign Jameis. There's no point in doing that. The other third, the third piece that should be sort of standing out to you is the fact that Russell Wilson sounds like he wants to stay in Seattle and Has a no trade clause. Both of those things operate together. Does Russell Wilson want to waive his trade clause, his no trade clause to come to New Orleans still now with Sean Payton no longer being the head coach? I don't know. I mean, certainly it has to make it a little bit less appealing, even with Pete Carmichael at the helm of the offense, who's going to maintain a lot of the same principles and rules as Sean Payton. But are you really going to go into 2022 with an unknown future and sort of an unknown? Uh, offensive output and production from this team and say, yeah, that's a team that I want to go to. I don't think you do. I think you'd rather stay where you are and face sort of the evil that you know, which is that you're going to be in Seattle and and have to struggle without an offensive line potentially, who hopefully they'll be able to fix that too, right? Like, I think there's enough here to say that maybe New Orleans isn't the place in 2022 that Russell Wilson says, yeah, I'll waive my trade clause for that. Now, if we were a year ahead and we were talking to 2023 and the Saints just had a lot of success under Pete Carmichael as OC, then sure, maybe there's a reality there. But for right now, I think it might be too big of a question mark for Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson Wilson, to (laughs) waive that no trade clause in favor of coming to New Orleans. And that's just an unfortunate reality at, at this point, right? Or at least a, an unfortunate possibility, let's say. Uh, for the New Orleans Saints and for New Orleans Saints fans that want Russell Wilson in the city. Eh, it just doesn't seem like that's likely, just like it didn't seem likely last offseason. But we'll have to see how it all plays out because if not Russell Wilson, could it be someone else? One of the other names that uh, Corbin Smith brought up in his breakdown of what it would take to get Russell Wilson could actually be a target for the New Orleans Saints this offseason because he would be a very good fit and already has a lot of connection with the new head coach in Dennis Allen. We'll talk about who that is, as well as other potential trade targets at the position as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. But before we get to those quarterbacks, I know you keep thinking, ah, football season's over, Sundays are so boring, and you're not wrong, but there's still a lot of action for you to get on on over at betonline.net. You want to bet on where Russell Wilson ends up next? If it's not the Seattle Seahawks, they got that for you. What about Aaron Rodgers? What about the Packers next Quarterback, you want to bet on whether or not Zion Williamson returns to the New Orleans Pelicans. There's so much for you to check out over at betonline.net. And it's not just basketball either. You've got college basketball. You've of course got uh, MMA, UFC, boxing, baseball, hopefully on the way, hockey, so many different things for you to check out over at betonline.net, which is the best spot for all of your sports, scores, news, podcasts all throughout the season. So go and check them out because it's got everything that you need, as well as a newly designed website and mobile device, which makes it super easy for you to learn more about all the trends and actions. So go and check them out over at betonline.net where the game starts. family continuing on with today's episode of locked on saints thanks as always making locked on saints your first listen of the day every day don't forget that i've got you here every single monday through friday covering your new orleans saints if you want to know more that's going on across the nfl then make sure you check out the locked on nfl youtube page 30-minute podcast giving you everything you need to know from the local angles and the national stories and all those bigger stories as well as all of the national looks at some of the biggest stories with our NFL insiders locked on now or locked on today hits we have so much over there so go check it out being available on all platforms but also make sure you check out that locked on NFL YouTube page if you haven't already subscribed to the locked on Saints YouTube page what you doing what are you doing come through hit that subscribe button come through we appreciate you all right so I want to talk a little bit about more options in the trade market for the New Orleans Saints. Because if the Saints can't land Jameis Winston, then their next best place, or perhaps even to some people, the best place for them to go is the trade market. And there are viable options for the New Orleans Saints that they can not only afford, but that would be successful in their system, assuming that you know a bunch of the Air Corps, Yale West Coast stuff is still being installed. And of course, that's exactly what you should expect. So let's start off with the guy that is Sort of dominating all of the news. I kind of just want to get it out of the way because I don't see it happening, but we should talk about it. It's Aaron Rodgers, right? Could Aaron Rodgers be a New Orleans Saint in 2022? I don't think so. I don't think he will. I think he'll be a Green Bay Packer or he'll retire. I think it'll be one of those two, if I'm being honest. Uh, but when it comes down to it, would you like Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback for a couple of years? Sure. Is he a little bit of a big baby on the field? Sure. Sure. We've seen that time and time again, but Is he somebody that could also win you games? Can he be a dynamic playmaker at the position? Yes. And I think that that's something that the Saints really haven't been able to find thus far, right? Taysom Hill is not that big playmaker. He can make plays, but is he a game-breaking quarterback? No. Drew Brees was a game-breaking quarterback. Jameis Winston could be a game-breaking quarterback. We just have to see it in the system without the system holding him to, you know, being a little bit more conservative. Uh, would Aaron Rodgers be a game-breaking quarterback? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about that. Um, and, and that's not necessarily what you need, but it might be what you want. And if it's what you want, then Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, those are the two guys that basically cover that category for you. So could the New Orleans Saints trade for Aaron Rodgers and could they make it work? Absolutely. They, they have the, the trade value. They have the trade capital. They can move the money around. None of that's really that big of a deal. The biggest piece of it is, does he fit in terms of the culture? Does he fit in terms of what the the Saints system wants to be, right? Does he help the Saints system become what it would want to be in 2022? And then can you get over all the other hurdles that are around him as well? And, you know, look, they would have to answer that, right? That's not for us to answer. That's for the New Orleans Saints to answer. So we'll see. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay. And if he does, I think he leaves retired. Um, Next one would be the one that uh, was named in Corbin Smith's breakdown there. uh, And a simple one that I think would be a good fit. He's not going to be a game breaker for you, though. So keep that in mind. But he would be able to run your system. He has familiarity with the head coach, Dennis Allen, and it's Las Vegas Raiders quarterback, uh, Derek Carr. I, I wouldn't see anything wrong with it. I like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr gets sort of shipped as this like mid level quarterback a lot when really he operates a, a bit better than that. Uh, you know, as Corbin said, he's been top 10 at different points in his career, he's mostly been top 15. I would say. So I think he's a little bit better than the average quarterback in the NFL. And I think that in a system that would support what it is that he does well, which is that he can be meticulous. He can do the death by paper cuts thing. He can do the short and intermediate area, but then he can also push the ball downfield for you. There are some good things about Derek Carr that you like. Yeah. Does he not have a ton of air yards? Who cares? We saw that from Drew Brees the past, you know, the last three years of his career and the Saints were the winningest team in the NFL in those combined seasons over the course of that time. So who cares about air yards, right? They're pretty, they're great, they're nice. But if you're not going to get that because Jameis Winston signs with Pittsburgh or whatever, then all of a sudden a guy like Derek Carr in the trade market, or maybe even, again, depends on what you want to prioritize, right? And what the Saints decide to prioritize, Derek Carr could be the first option for all we know. We have no idea. And so that becomes one of those guys to really watch because he gives you familiarity, right? We talked about cohesion, continuity, familiarity, being the Saints focus this offseason, even though it might not personally be our you know, choice or might not personally be your choice in terms of how it is that the Saints move ahead here, it's what the Saints are doing. They elevated their defensive coordinator. They elevated two position coaches into that open defensive coordinator spot. They brought back their offensive coordinator. They reunited with a former offensive coordinator as their offensive line coach. <gasps> They've done so much to maintain continuity over the course of this offseason that what if a guy like Derek Carr represents continuity two different ways? He's got the familiarity with Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen was the head coach of the then Oakland Raiders when the Raiders drafted Derek Carr. So there's familiarity there. And there's also familiarity in terms of the style of quarterback that he is for Pete Carmichael fitting into the New Orleans Saints offensive system going into 2022, which might want to be a little bit more conservative and then rely on the run game. Who knows? We'll have to see exactly how that all pans out. But a guy like Derek Carr could potentially be a very, very good fit. And then third final also kind of unlikely just because of the contract that he's on, but we'll see. Uh, exclusive rights free agent for the Baltimore Ravens, Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley, I thought, performed extremely well in place of Lamar Jackson with what he had in 2021. And of course, the situation that he was in, right? He wasn't really, you know, he wasn't the starter going into the season or anything like that. He had to be the emergency guy that came in when Lamar Jackson was dealing with all those unfortunate injuries. And I'm so excited for Lamar Jackson to be back in 2022 for two reasons, because football is better with Lamar Jackson healthy. but also does that mean that Tyler Huntley all of a sudden becomes available because the Ravens could potentially find another backup quarterback somewhere, right? Or one that they don't have to pay as much as they might eventually have to pay a guy like Tyler Huntley. Now, he's on an exclusive rights free agent contract, which means that the Baltimore Ravens will be able to bring him back on a one-year minimum deal, and no other team can talk to him, right? So the Saints aren't going to be able to outbid them in free agency unless they let him go to free agency, so they would have to trade for him. But what a contract to trade for, right? You would trade for him, and then you would have sort of your own uh, – you'd be able to dictate what the contract terms are for his future years or even for the immediate future if that were the case. So Tyler Huntley is one that may hit the market, may not hit the market. He's going to be an easy, easy, easy keep for the Baltimore Ravens who might just want to keep him around in case Lamar Jackson gets hurt again. Wouldn't blame them. But Tyler Huntley in the black and gold, please sell it, sell it, inject it in my veins, however it is that you need to give it to me. Bring it, bring it, bring it. I would love it. All right. So those are some of the other potential trade uh, targets for the New Orleans Saints that are there. Yes, I did not mention Deshaun Watson and I'm not going to mention Deshaun Watson until his situation is resolved or he's no longer in the NFL or, or whatever, uh, ends up happening. 22 civil suits. The Saints ain't touching that. There's no way. So moving ahead, those are three more options for you to take a look at. And then there are more, obviously, that we'll continue to look at through free agency, the draft, all of it. But Saints are going to turn every stone. So, so shall we here on locked on Saints. Coming up next, though, in terms of turning every stone, Sean Payton getting a lot of love across Fox and a couple of other stations. But now it looks like he is in the midst of negotiating a deal With a station, which means you can go from seeing Sean Payton every Sunday in the Black and Gold to seeing Sean Payton every Sunday calling games. Bittersweet for New Orleans Saints fans. Let's talk about how that's all going as we continue on to wrap up today's episode of Locked On Saints. Before we get to that, y'all know I'm on the road. I'm traveling around, doing my thing, and all that other stuff. And you see yet another background if you're watching on YouTube. But when it comes down to it, there has been one thing that has kept me going, and it's been built bars. You know, I've been tired, been tired, traveling, working, doing the whole thing, grinding, doing everything that I can. And built bars have helped me be able to sustain throughout the day. They're protein bars that taste like candy bars, a fantastic snack, a treat that you can enjoy, but that is also good for you. You have to love that. You're talking 17, 18 grams of protein, only four or five grams of chocolate, even in the built puff bars, which if you haven't heard of those, they're super dope. Marshmallowy little protein bars. They found a way to put protein in marshmallows. Y'all don't know how they did it, but they're incredible. They've got some great flavors like churro. They've got coconut marshmallow. They've got Banana cream pie, it's absolutely outstanding. And of course, all covered in 100% chocolate, just like the standard bars that you already know and love, like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, so on and so forth. So don't take it from me. Go and try them yourself. You can head over to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, use the numerals so you can get 15% off. That's 15% off of your next order, no matter if it's your first or your next, over at Built.com with the promo code LOCKED15. let's get it who that nation wrapping up today's episode of locked on saints with a quick look at sean payton and a quick look at some personal news as well i have i have a personal update for you that you already got a glimpse into at the intro uh but we'll save that for last because i want to give you the saint stuff first uh so sean payton is looking like he's headed to the right next choice for himself there was a lot of speculation about whether or not sean payton would actually step away from coaching this season if he was just looking for an opportunity to get in with another team? Would he shock everybody and come back to the New Orleans Saints, which is not happening? So what was the right move for him? The right move was television for him. And he said it from the very beginning, right? He told us that during that 93-minute farewell presser that he had with New Orleans media where he said, I want to go try TV. I want to see. I think I'm going to be good at it. I want to try it. I want to do it. And and one of the reasons why he wants to do that is because it would set him up basically, right? You know how much these guys get paid (laughs) to do television? It's a ton of money. Like Sean McVay even was having some of those conversations reportedly after the Super Bowl about television and things like that. And so it has been a primary mechanism in terms of taking players and taking Jason Witten, so on and so forth, and take Greg Olson and taking coaches now away from the NFL. And Sean Payton looks like he's next in line for that because they're looking at... Fox right now. There have been some reported negotiations between Fox and Sean Payton to become the lead anchor when it comes to the booth, right? He'd be in the booth on on Sundays calling games in place of Troy Aikman, who's now headed elsewhere. And so this is a huge update for Sean Payton, right? He told us, right? You saw the walk and talk that I did with him. That was when, when the news broke, right? We broke that news. Amy Just, Fletcher Mackle, everybody that was there, that Sean Payton was interviewing while he was in Los Angeles for TV jobs, and Fox was one of the places that we saw him stop. We saw him talk, and that seemed to be obviously incredibly involved or interested in Sean Payton, just like every other major network should be, every other sports network should have been, right? So now he's negotiating with Fox per reports, and if he lands that deal, then he becomes the lead guy on Sundays in the Fox booth, which is super dope and which is awesome. And we have seen, like we know Sean Payton's going to be good at this. He's going to be able to break it down. We know that he's personable. We know that he has what it takes to be able to do this from the chop side. Just like we saw Drew Brees do well with uh, Notre Dame. I think Drew Brees will get better next season. Drew Brees, by the way, was also reportedly up for this position, but it looks like Sean beat him. So the master is still the master. Uh, But when it comes down to the next step for Sean Payton, this is great. And this is great news for Saints fans. Because you still get to see him every Sunday. You still get to enjoy him every Sunday. You'll have somebody in the booth that actually knows what the New Orleans Saints are doing when they're calling New Orleans Saints games. So you won't have to yell at the TV about that's not what they're doing. The screen pass on third down is a thing. Like you don't have to worry about that anymore because Sean Payton will already know. And he'll actually talk about it from just kind of like what we saw from uh, Drew Brees when he called the Sunday night game for the New Orleans Saints. There are going to be big shifts and changes now in the way that you enjoy Saints games if Sean Payton is ends up being in the booth for them. How dope is that? I'll answer it for you. It's very, very, very dope. So that's the update so far. Um, let me just double check to make sure that there's been no progress towards anything before I wrap up the topic. So far, so good. Uh, and it looks like basically Fox is going to give you give you what you're looking for. So fingers crossed that Sean's able to get that deal done. Oh, and isn't this a much better way to see Sean Payton again on Sundays then not with like a star on his visor, right? This is a much much better situation. All right, so that's the great stuff that's going on now for Sean Payton. Let me tell you a little bit about some personal stuff, right? I, I just want you to know. You'll notice that in the intro today, when I usually say Canal Street Chronicles," locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday, on locked on Saints. I said USA Today's Saints Wire, locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday. Uh, my goal and my mission. For all, for you that has taken the time to listen to these shows, to read what I write, to support the work that I'm doing is to be the best that I can be in terms of doing it, right? I want to do it to the best of my ability. I want to be the best to do it, right? And, and I hope you want that same thing for yourself with whatever it is that, that you do, right? Anything that you do, you should want to be the best to do it. Um, and. So I'm making a leap here. I'm going from Canal Street Chronicles and SB Nation, who have done so much for me and have been so fantastic. Chris Dunnels, Dina Thompson, everybody over there has been awesome. Um, you should continue to follow their work. You should continue to follow everything that they're doing. They're doing great. I'm making the leap over to USA Today's sports media group and, and covering the New Orleans Saints with Saints Wire, John Sigler, Maddie Hudak, who I mentioned earlier, Kate Kistner, fantastic team. We're going to be over there. And so I'm making a big jump over there, which is going to mean daily pieces coming for me, daily written pieces, as well as the daily podcast. The, the podcast isn't changing. Nothing's going to happen here. Nothing's going to change. Locked On is always going to be my first priority. Locked On Saints, getting this to you is always my first priority. Um, so that will continue to be the truth, but a little bit more synergy between what I'm writing and what I'm talking about, right? And so I think this is going to be great. I'm really, really looking forward to this. I'm very excited to you know be able to try to match and surpass USA Today's standards, which I think is great for the personal brand. And the Saints brand that we have built here together, and so that's that's it. That's the update. I'll, I'll now be writing over at Saints Wire for USA Today, as opposed to Canal Street Chronicles with SB Nation. It's a choice that I made. It's one that I wanted to do, um, and I think that it's going to be great for us, right? And 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 I thank you, everybody, that has listened, that has read, that has supported, and everything to help the journey continue. And our journey for Locked On Saints continues on Monday, because I got to ask a really, really interesting question. I'm going to break this down on the show as well as over on Saints Wire as well about how Cody Burns helps specific wide receivers for the New Orleans Saints. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend the weekend going through the tape and looking at how guys like Cedric Tillman and Velish Jones Jr. and Anthony Schwartz and Seth Williams, how those guys grew with new New Orleans Saints wide receiver coach um, Cody Burns and try to compare their game styles to Players that the New Orleans Saints currently have on contract or are expected to have on contract next year, like, you know, Deontay Harris, or excuse me, Deontay Hardy, for instance, and take a look at how the, where the synergy is, where it all matches up, because there's a reason that the New Orleans Saints hired a guy like Cody Burns and the types of receivers that he has worked with in the past might be the top reason there. So we'll take a look at that and we'll break that all down. That's probably going to be Monday and Tuesday. It's going to take some time for us to get through that. So we'll get through all that as well as keep you up to date with everything. Of course going on around your New Orleans Saints. So thanks, as always, for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day. And soon, Saintswire, your first read of the day. Make sure you check out the website, saintswire.usatoday.com. And of course, for your second listen today, make sure you go and check out that Locked On NFL Draft podcast. Ryan Tracy, Eric Crocker, giving it to you like nobody else can. We got Mock Draft Monday coming up on Monday as well, by the way. So that will be here on the show. So. Everything you need. New Orleans Saints. Here, Locked On Saints. NFL Draft. Locked On NFL Draft. Anything else you're looking for, Locked On, blank. Search it. We probably got it. As long as it's sports related. <laughs> I appreciate y'all as always for coming through. Uh, if you're looking for anything else about your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holler at you.